Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel with podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we have Alan Stevens. I better spell that because different ways to spell Alan, Alan and Stevens, A-L-A-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S.com.au. How are you, Alan? Very good, thanks. And you're right, they both names can be spelt differently, but I always tell people who are looking at the Alan with uh, one L or two Ls, People with two L's had more money than my family did, and they could afford the the extra L. Well, there you go. That 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 explains it all. <laughs> Good. You you've said that line more than once. Haven't I you? think so. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. So what we're covering today is something that's quite um, interesting, um, which is harnessing the power of reading people by reading their face, hmm. and it's more than just body language much more that's right so how does it work well if you think about it first of all that um, we know that everything that we feel inside we express outwardly so if we're feeling angry we'll have an angry look on our face etc also uh, so that gives away somebody's emotions but before that I can read somebody's personality by just seeing their face. That could be a photograph. It could be uh, in real life. It could be on their uh, LinkedIn profiles, websites, or anywhere else. And how it works is that if you think about it, you lift weights, you're going to build muscles. At the same time, as I just said, if you feel any emotion, you're going to express it outwardly. So if you think in a certain way over and over again and you're uh, uh, concentrating really deeply and pulling expressions, Sooner or later, you're going to build ridges and crevices on your face that give away how you like to think and process. So your facial features become a history of how you like to think and process, which is your personality. So if I've got that, I know how you like to take information in and like to be spoken to. And from there, then I know how to speak to you. And now I've got your body language and expressions that give me the feedback. Have I read you right? Is there anything emotionally emotionally going on? And at the same time, while you're talking to me, are you telling me the truth? That's interesting. So when you're walking down the street and you see someone, and it's going to be up front, that looks like a crabby shit, they really are a crabby shit. They may have that expression on their face, but it could be that they're concentrating, etc. It's not just assuming, because some people have, as they say, that uh, resting, uh, well, the term is resting bitch face. Resting bitch face, yeah. yeah. Be up front. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so with that, they get accused of being cranky or whatever. It can just be the, the level of concentration they've got on their face. If you concentrate really deeply and think hard, you'll pull your eyebrows together and you'll build those little ridges above your eyes your eyebrows, and at the same time, those little vertical lines as well. And so if that's the way that you walk around concentrating all the time, you're going to look like you're pretty stern and people are going to go and misjudge you. That's why I look at it and go, okay, I want to see all the indicators that I possibly can. And I look at the big picture, not just one indicator on its own, but what else is happening? If I've got that expression on your face, what is your body telling me as you're walking? If you're uh, slumped over and everything else, okay, well, they're probably heading in the same direction. But if your shoulders are back and you've got a bit of a stride and everything else, you've just got that expression on your face now. It's just a determined expression. Mm. Now, because we're doing this, okay, you're speaking to me, so it's a bit different, and we've spoken a few Mm. times in the past. But just for fun, let's have a look at my profile photo on LinkedIn, if you can call that up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess we should do a, a little bit of an exercise. It's, like I say, it's a little unfair because we have 
chatted before online and um, you know a bit more about my personality now but yeah and that's a photo that I took or someone took uh, what is it about a, almost a year ago now mm -hmm. and I have the lucky habit of being able to smile and laugh instantly yeah yep um, I know people have to work up to I've done actoring in the past so um, I know all about that and whatever so looking at that and I guess you can't zoom in enough for the lines and whatever how would you describe myself well the first thing I look at is the um, uh, well those lines went with the smile you got there obviously stand out you don't get those lines out the corner of your eyes from frowning you get those from really smiling. The only two reasons you get those lines is if you're out working in the open and the glare is so strong that you're squinting really hard and tightening the muscles up around your eyes. The other time that we tighten the muscles that, are, that orbit our eyes is when we're really feeling a lot of joy. So if somebody's got those lines, it shows that they're a naturally happy person. Now, in your photograph, yes, you're smiling, and so the mouth is open, the corner of the mouth is turned up. But from what I remember of seeing you on some of the Zoom calls that we've been on, the corner of your mouth has that natural slight turn up on the on the very corner at the outside edge, which means that you get the lines around your eyes from being happy most of your life and you get that little turned up uh, corner of the mouth from being happy now. Because okay. if we frown a lot, then the muscles that we use to frown will get tighter and stronger and they will naturally pull at rest, will pull the corner of our mouth down. If somebody's got the corner of their mouth pulled down, we can pretty much assume that they're more uh, pessimistic than optimistic. Yours turns up, and with the smile lines you've got, I'm just seeing somebody who is naturally just a very happy person. Yeah, that's interesting because I I um, came across somebody's post on LinkedIn and I was talking about being happy and happiness, and I posted the photo against my photo in a closed Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I would never do something like that publicly whatsoever to embarrass the person or what have you. And I posed the question along those sort of lines. And the feedback was, well, look, you just don't know. That person doesn't look unhappy, okay? You look more overjoyed than anything else. Mm -hmm. So it was quite interesting how to different perspectives from different people looking at the same photo. That's right. So this is one of the reasons why my focus now is to uh, – train as many people as I can, even create and train my own competition because we need more people doing it. We all look at people's faces. And when I do a workshop, I'll put a couple of faces up. And actually it's one face, but on one, and I've got three pictures of it, one of it's slightly narrowed in width and the other one's slightly wider. And I ask people, which one do they feel is the most confident? And the widest one or the original face that's in the middle, people will oscillate between the two. Then when I ask them, okay, which one looks the most trustworthy, people will oscillate again between those two. Not many people pick the first one for either the uh, more confident or the uh, more trustworthy. But some people will pick uh, the wide face as being the more confident and the more trustworthy being the, the middle face, when others will reverse that. And this is one of the reasons why we need to profile people with a standard because otherwise when you look at someone else, without the skills, you're just judging them on your uh, background, your biases. You're not judging that person as the rest, as the world sees them. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I talk to friends about faces 
and faces on TV and movies. And I go, well, there you go. There's a, a perfect face because it's round and big mm. eyes, which makes it look like a, a baby's face, which we're in sync to find attractive. That's it. Well, a baby's face, because they're round and the eyes and nose and mouth are all close together, we also get that feeling of uh, protecting them. That's one of the reasons why babies have the round face. You know, as we get older, most men, on average, you know, their face and the eyes and the mouth and uh, nose start to spread away from each other. We get the longer faces Mm -hmm. because we don't feel as protective to somebody who's got the longer face. And as men, we want to be seen as the um, uh, providers, the hunters. Mm. And so we profile everybody. These skills, when you um, were a young child, the first thing you need to be able to do is recognise somebody by their facial features. Did we know them? Were they a friend? Were they a foe? Uh, Were they somebody that we could trust or not? Then we needed to be able to see their expressions to know what they were feeling at the time. So if it's somebody that uh, we realised that... um, uh, they weren't somebody we should be around and they were looking angry, then the warning was to get out of there as quickly as possible. If it's a friend, though, who's angry, we might want to step up and go, what's going on? Can we help you? This is why these skills, we had them as young children, but as we get older, it's like any muscle, if we don't work it, it atrophies. And so while we're doing everything else, like going to school, playing sports, all the other activities that we have, if we're not uh, practising reading people all the time, we just just lose the skill over a period of time. And that's what happens to most of us. Some of us will have an innate self-confidence, so, or, sorry, an innate self-ability uh, where because their focus is more on the people, we'll get a stronger gut feeling that they've picked something up or they haven't picked, some, pick, picked something up in somebody's face. And so some people just are oblivious to what's going on because their focus has been elsewhere. Yeah, that's interesting. So... Do you have some tips to help us mere mortals to understand faces? Okay. Either understand faces better or present – actually, no. Present our face to the world better. Well, the whole thing is people like to – think about it. You walk up to somebody and you scowl. You know, they usually pull away, they'll scowl back. But if you walk up to them and smile, then they're going to uh, be more open towards you. They'll smile back in most cases. And people who are smiling usually find it easier to connect with each other. But one of the things that I always point out to people, one of the, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, and this is a tip that everybody can go and trial. When you're looking straight at somebody, imagine a vertical line going through their pupil and you look at the height of the iris and you then look at the gap between the, op- the top of the uh, op- top eyelash and the underside of the eyebrow. If it's a really large area, and I, the reason I do that vertical line, because some people have flat eyebrows, some people have curved, and some people have really strikingly angled eyebrows. So you read it at that middle point. And uh, if it's a large gap, just remember that person needs a bit of space when you meet them for the first time. Don't invade their space. Mm. If they've got uh, low set, the eyebrows are closer to the eyes, then expect those people to walk straight up to you and stand fairly close to, uh, towards you. And so if you're meeting somebody for the first time and you're trying to make a good co- uh, connection with them, as I said, if they've got high set, eye- uh, high set eyebrows, don't step into their space. Give them a bit of space. That's interesting because if you smile, then what does that do to your eyebrows? Does it make them go up or down? What you find is they usually come a bit closer. Okay. You know, because fear and surprise is when the eyebrows go up. 
it's but in happiness they're more likely to because it looks like the whole face around the eyes and the mouth and everything else that looks like it becomes more concentrated and so it'll look as though there's a little less gap there but the smile takes over now i've been doing a i've got a reflection on, on my monitor here and i've been doing that trick with my eyebrows and yep you're 100 percent spot on that when i smile everything crunches up which i paint and i paint self-portraits every every term in art class mm. and last term i did a really big loud smile i could not paint it mm. and neither could the teacher we between us we couldn't paint my face because the mouth was too wide open and the eyebrows were too far up so yeah you're right it's a, it's a very unnatural position that's right and this is the thing I always say to people, best thing is get your phone out on selfie mode or find a mirror somewhere where you can see your reflection as you have in your uh, monitor and just pull a few expressions and get a feel for what you look like in different expressions and ask yourself when you're pulling that expression, what are you feeling? Mm. And that will give you a better understanding of how and why people respond the way they do towards you with, with, when they're looking at your expressions themselves. But then try and put a um, uh, really angry look on your face and at the same time get a posture where you feel relaxed. You can't. When you're angry, all the blood goes to your upper body. It goes to your face and it goes to your arms ready to strike. And so to have that casual stance and have an angry look on your face at the same time, it's impossible. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's one of the reasons I'm using everything. I'm not just using one trait or one skill, I use everything when I look at people. You know, when we grew up as kids, we used to have um, on the, the um, lounge room wall, there were these plaster ducks they had on the wall, the three ducks, one bigger than the other, you know, going in size, and they looked like they were flying away. And the old saying was, get all your ducks in a row. And so what I've always done is get as many indicators I can, and if they're all pointing in the same direction, then I'm pretty accurate in uh, what I'm reading. If there's discrepancies, like you've got that angry look on the, the, looks like an angry look on their face, but the whole body's casual and everything else, then I know the look is not likely to be anger. It's more likely to be um, around uh, the, um, uh, more the concentration. <laughs> wow. Well, look, you know, what can I say? Um, this is really, really interesting. We're, we should have another chat. We'll see if we can, I don't know, I'd love to get you dressed up as a, fortune teller and we can see <laughs> <laughs> i tell everyone especially women they go oh the fortune teller so no 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 what they do they ask you very clever questions and they read your mm. body language and also your face but they read you like a book which is true because okay. they look at you know mm. you're leaning forward sophie say oh yeah and you've had some issues maybe maybe with children and if you lean forward, they can tell if you lean back too far, then you know it's a negative or a positive. But maybe with children, you don't react and there's nothing to do with children and blah, 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 blah. So look, they're just very, very clever. They just ask the right questions. So maybe And you're setting right. the environment up. You've got a camera there as well and people realise they're being filmed. They'll even be more expressive mm. and they'll yeah. leak more information. That's yeah. why the micro expressions are such a magnificent and powerful tool to use when you're communicating with people because everything happens unconsciously yeah. and something happens around us, we give the expression, then our conscious mind steps in and shuts the expression off. And that one-tenth, one-fifth of a second down to one-twentieth of a second tells us our, their emotions, what's really going on. 
before they've even had a chance to uh, hide it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, no worries, Alan. Look, thanks so very much, very much for your time. My so pleasure. That's Alan um, with um, one L because they couldn't afford two. Stevens dot com dot au. That's Thank right. And Stevens with a V because we couldn't afford the PH as well. Exactly. That's an extra. Oh, there we go. <laughs> very poor family. <laughs>